Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 10 to 12. I have seen the travail which God has given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart. The world in their heart. So that no man can find out the work that God made from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. Ecclesiastes to say that there is a time, there's a season God does everything. But God has put in every man's heart to know at what time, at what season, God will do this or that in my life. So that every human being knows that God has a time to bless each person. But when? No one knows. Nevertheless, we all know the right things God wants us to do. Everybody. You don't need a Christian to know this. You don't need to be born again to know this. When it is time for you to look for a job, do you need prophecy? Do you need laying of hands? You know that now I am of age, I must get a job. You don't need prophecy or laying of hands. If it is time for you to get married, you don't need anybody to come and tell you that. You see, now, looking at you, it's of time. In fact, listen, if somebody has to tell you that it's time to get married, forget about it. I said what? Forget about it. And one of the reasons why marriages are failing is that because people are telling people to marry. Oh, maybe when you do this, they say, What's not worry? You're not worried. Then you say, Hey, no cremum. You didn't mean, Yeah, I'm sorry. Same way, okay. You are ready to marry. It means you were not ready. Somebody have just told you. You didn't know the time that God is doing something in your life. Somebody has told you. So when you go in, you are going in on the foundations of somebody's ways. So even if you are going to choose a marriage partner, you are choosing because they said you have to marry. You are not choosing because you know it is time to marry. When it is time to marry, nobody tells you. You go looking for what you know can be of a tool of marriage for you. Amen. That is why you don't go in because your numbers are numbered. You go in because your season is ripe. Hallelujah. You are not doing marriage here. So it is a good advice for some of my younger sisters. Because pressure can cause you to also fall in. Sometimes pressure can make you think that your time is up. But your time is not up yet. Amen. When you take a green mango and put it at the mercies of the sun, it will become red. And you think it is ripe. But when you bite it, you feel the sour in it. You see that it has been what? Ripe by what? The pressure. In the heat of the sun. But when you leave it on the tree, it will also become red. But when you hold it, you see that it's softer and it's sweet. 
there is a season God does it, but there's pressure that can also force you to act ahead of time. May the Lord save you so that you will not move by pressure. May the Lord guide you so that you will not act by pressure. May the Lord protect you so that you will not commit yourself into anything because pressure is on you. Hallelujah. Pressure does not last forever. But when you allow yourself under pressure, it will weigh you forever. Amen. When you run into it, and it was not God's time for it, you will manage to carry it to the end. But if God puts you into it, there is always allowance beneath that you can move around. A word to the wise is enough. So, let's move on for today's business so that I don't talk too much. Now, I've mentioned three things. We want to look at the order of using natural wisdom. Because I've told you that Abraham didn't know God. Abraham was not. Abraham was not. Abraham was not. Abraham was not. And I've told you that there are three natural wisdom God has given to everybody. And by it, if you can use it to fall in alignment with the purpose of God and the plans of God, you enter into the blessings of God. When the Lord came to Abraham, when he didn't know him, how did Abraham know that it was God who was talking to him and made the right steps that fall into the plans of God and became blessed by God? How did Abraham know? That is what we are about to see. And I've mentioned that we have all three convictions, intuitions, and initiatives. Amen. For you this morning, we are going to do intuition. The afternoon, we'll do conviction. Next week, we do initiatives. And you must get all CDs because it will help you. Let's look at intuition. Because the first is intuition. God has come to Abraham. God comes to everybody. And as I explain it, you will know that God speaks to you everybody. Every day, you will know that God has given you the ability to know, to hear, and to be blessed. You will know. What is it? It is the ability to hear and know what is happening by your spirit. That is the, simply about intuition. The ability, a potential, a voice, a power in you which will let you know what is happening around you. It's called your intuition. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 30 verse 19 to 21. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. The people shall dwell. So if the God is going to use intuition to speak to us, most of the time the people he chooses to speak are dwelling in Zion. Which means you and I who are in Zion, Jerusalem, the house of God, God speaks to us every day by our intuitions. It is for us to know that it is God and make a move that will take us into the blessings. Thou shalt weep no more. He said, you should do what? Oh, I'm no, you are not here. You will not what? Weep no more. How many of us have been weeping? If you have not wept before, then fine, it is better for you. But I wept. Friday night, when I, when I went to my mommy's village and I entered into the house, all of a sudden, some heaviness came to me and I started weeping. And the whole house were weeping. He said, no, 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 no. I just couldn't control. I, have, I felt the presence of that woman. That I, I said, wow, after 43 years, I'm before my mother's house 
and I missed it. I wept. He said, you shall weep no more. This is why you miss me. The concept. He said, you shall weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. He said, God will be what? Gracious to you at the voice of what? Your cry. It means when you are weeping, God is gracious to you. So, sometimes it is good to weep. Don't pretend. Sometimes, listen, when we come to church, listen to me. Human beings are hot. Spirits living in the soul, dwelling in the body. And as a spiritual human beings who lives in the body, we have feelings and we have senses. And sometimes our senses can prepare us either to laugh in other time to weep. So when it's about time to weep, you weep, but it may endure for a night. And laughter will come in the morning. Don't pretend to be in the presence of God when you know that the spirit of God has gingered you and tears want to fall down because you feel down, you feel lonely, you feel blown down, you feel that everything is against you. The world, there's no hope, there's no trust. The only hope you have is the Lord. And you know that when I lift up my eyes, God, it is you. And when you look at the situation next after today, you don't know where help is coming from and you know that if God don't show up my life is finished sometimes just by the feeling of it tears will begin to roll down let it flow don't become too strict right and artificial and as if there's no problem with your life hallelujah in your room you weep all the weepings but in the presence of God when the Bible said that at the tears he will show gracious unto you will pretend as if there's no tears and you and I know that your tears are beginning the borders of your eyelids. You block it with your handkerchief. You don't want it to become. The Bible said that in the Zion in his house he will show gracious when he see the voice of your tears. The voice. It means tears has what? Voice. It is the tears of your heart. You are crying. Oh. The tears of what? Your voice. You know what is the tears of voice? The problems that is causing you to cry. God will hear that problem. You have not mentioned your name. You have not said anything. But the problem is to do. And you are crying. Tears did not flow because you were happy. Something inside of you is so much on you that you could not open your mouth. And the expression of it is the bitterness and the heaviness of your spirit. And it is pouring down that tears. And the Bible says God will hear that voice. And when he hears, the Bible says that when he shall hear it, he will answer what? Thee. When he hears, he will do what? Answer what? Thee. So if he don't hear it, he doesn't what? The question I put to you is, you come to church, the burden is on you, the problem is on you, let's pray, you can't open your mouth and pray. What words are you going to say again? You've said all you can say, pray all you can pray, you have left with no words to speak to God. When you open your mouth, all that can drop out is tears and cry. And you too, you have decided that somebody somewhere is looking at me. So I won't cry. The tears will not come. And you bear me your face. Steam yourself. The tears will not come. And the voice too cannot come. Because you can't open your mouth to pray. And you are heavy with your heart. And God is just waiting for an expression of the problem inside of you. It can't come out of your mouth, but your tears can tell him what it is to respond. You said no. 
Because Mr. So-so-and-so will see me crying. Sister, so-so-and-so will see me crying. Really? Really? Hallelujah. I was pre preaching in, 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 in somewhere in the in, 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 in U.S. And I said that some of us gentlemen, we came to church and we are looking for a wife and said so we want a woman who, who, who can't walk, who walk like a cat. And I said, God did not create any human being to walk like a cat. Cats walk like cats. Human beings walk like human beings. Cats have four legs. So two moves here and two moves here so that it gives it a balance. If all the legs move this, it will lose balance. It must balance itself by walking with the four legs. So as it does that, it moves like this and balance. And people have learned to walk it in for marketing and for money. And you are going to marry, you are looking for a woman who walks like a cat. They should go to zoo. All the cat families are there. We have the zebras. We have the lions. We have the tigers. They are all the cat family. They walk and walk nicely like cats. But if you are looking for a wife who has the spirit of God, nobody knows how God walk. Nobody has seen how God walk. Whether God walk backwards, whether he walk sideways, whether he walk forward, whether he hop, nobody has seen God before. But such as we have seen, we are the image and the likeness of God. If I walk like this, that is how God walks. If I hope that is how God walks. I don't know the description of God, but what I know about God is how I know about the human being. So if I'm looking for a wife, I'm looking for a husband, I want the person who walks like the way God works if it's like this that is god who is walking if he's jumping that is god is walking it is not about the walking it is about the spirit it is not about the walking it is about the grace it is not about the walking it is about the favor it is not about the walking it is about the richness it is not about the walking it is about the blessing i'm looking for someone that the spirit of god is upon and when i connected to the spirit of god i shall have water you can get someone who walk like the moon and go up like the moon but i at the end of the day, you will reap slowness and you will reap retrogression in life. As a matter of fact, people who walk like cats, they don't go faster. But people who walk like human beings, they go faster. I'm looking for somebody who is going faster in life and not somebody who is swagging in life. Somebody lift up your hand and shout, I'm on course. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, he said he gives you what? Sometimes God will put problem in your life so that you cry in his house. Sometimes we pretend outside. We behave as if we are, we are, we are enough. We behave as if nothing. God will put a problem in you that in his house you will express yourself as a child. Every parent, after a day or two or a week, if you have not heard your child cry, you worry. That makes the joy of a parent. Sometimes when the child is crying and it touches your compassion and you move to take your child and the child says, I like this and you do it, you feel satisfied and responsible as a parent. Sometimes God wants to feel responsible. He wants to feel like a parent. He wants to feel like a mother and like a father. And the only tendency is to see his child crying. And the only thing that can cause the child to cry is when the child has a problem. And you too, you want to behave, don't have a problem. He will give you one. And when he gave you one, you will come to his house. And while the message is going in, the problem will hit you. You will cry. He will hear it. He will answer you. And you will be blessed in the name of Jesus. I prophesy that may the Lord be around when you cry. May the Lord be around when you lift up your voice to cry. So that answers will come to you. 
He said, and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into the corner anymore. Today, a teacher is standing in front of you, no matter the problem, no matter the affliction, no matter the adversity. Marriage is not working. Business is not working. Things are not going. But there's a teacher of the most high. I stand in front of you and I'm preaching from the word of God. Confronting you and comforting you. Telling you that dear saint of God, don't throw the towel yet. Don't give up yet. I bring you good news from God. I bring you good joy from God. I came to tell you that that cry will never last. I came to tell you that problem will not last. The Lord will vindicate your life. The Lord will rescue your life. The Lord will bring an end to your life. The Lord will cause you that his blessings shall come unto you. Just put yourself together and encourage yourself in the Lord. He said that he shall give you a teacher. He will not remove that teacher. But thy eyes shall see thy teacher. With your two eyes, you are seeing a teacher of the Lord in front of you. If this scripture has come to pass, then the scripture does say that your latter days shall be greater than your former days shall also come to pass. Then the scripture just say that even though weeping is now, but laughter may come in the morning, shall come to pass. And the scripture just say that the heal all your disease and your infirmity shall also come to pass. The scripture just says that he wish above all things that you prosper and good, be in good health shall also come to pass. Do you get me? Is it not the Bible? Is it not fulfilled? It's not with your two eyes. Don't you see the teacher of the Lord standing in front of you? Telling you the word of God. So if this part of the word of God and it's being fulfilled, what is your reason that the other one will not fulfill? Amen. Tonight it has fulfilled. I said today your expectation of the word of God has fulfilled. Your dream of the word of God has fulfilled. Your desire of the word of God has fulfilled. The Lord is fulfilling it tonight in your life. Then it said, and thy ears shall hear a word behind thee. Follow the sequence of events. He will give you adversity. First, you will be in Zion. He will give you adversity. He will give you affliction. He will not remove your teacher. Your teacher will be there. You will see your teacher with your eyes. He will tell you the word of God. He will encourage you with the word of God. Then, the physical aspect of it is finished. So then you shall hear a voice behind you. Where is your teacher? In front of what? You. But the voice you heard what? Behind you. So now, it is no more the teacher who is telling you what, but now it is the spirit of God who is about to talk to you. Your intuition is about to work. Saying, this is the way walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left hand. Sometimes, church, you want to take a step and some of us will say that something says I should go. Something says I should not go. Does it happen to you? Something says yes. Something says no. And sometimes some of them will come to me, Pastor, I have this serious problem. I'm praying about this. I'm thinking about it, but Pastor, anytime I pray, I'm confused. Something say yes, something also say this. And my mind is confused. 
it is a manipulation of your intuition. God is speaking at the same time the devil also speaking. And all of them, your intuit is giving you the information. Because they are all speaking into your spirit and your spirit is what? Speaking back to you. But we are going to see how you can tell whether it's God or it's not God. And how you can judge and get the best of it. Hallelujah. Number one, if it is God, it opposes the wrong. Hallelujah. Should I marry Mr. Tortoise? Or should I marry Mr. Dwarfs? Then you are praying hard. Then something says, marry Mr. Tortoise. Another person says, no, Mr. Dwarfs. You are confused, your intuition. What is the voice of God? If the voice is as a reflection of the voice of the Holy Spirit, the one that stands for God will be stronger and opposing to the one that is wrong. Amen. To the one that is wrong. Even though Mr. Tortoise has everything you are looking for, but it will tell you that no. No. And you don't want to look at this one, but you tell you that yes. Yes. That is the first. It opposes the wrong strongly. Number two, it provokes against evil. You will have some holy anger against what is wrong. You don't need anything, anybody to come and tell you or whatever or whatever. No. Something will tell you that, hey, wait on your courage. It brings hope. Sometimes you know that there's hope. Just something tells you that there's hope. Keep on. That it encourages to pursue the right course. In the midst of all the challenges, it encourages. Go ahead. Pursue. Press on. Move on. Because of time, that's why I'm running. Then it strengthens confidence in self and God. You have some holy confidence in yourself. But yeah, I know I can make it. Yes, God is talking to me. I know. Hallelujah. Then self-check. Now you want to draw the conclusion of the matter. Evaluate the final results of the voice. If what you are being intuited to do will bring honor to God and your life, go ahead. God is with you. After hearing all this, whether, whatever, at the end of the day, evaluate what you are being intuited. The voice that is talking to you. What is right? If you take the step, the end result, if it's going to bring honor to your life and to God, it means God is in it. If it's going to go against God and can destroy your life, avoid it. It is a satanic scheme. Abraham didn't need any prayer topic. He didn't fast. 
He didn't do anything. His intuition already told him. The voice says, I should leave my people to a place where he will show me. He will make me a blessing. I shall have a great name. I shall become a blessing to all the world. Through me, everybody shall be blessed. No, it's good. If I take it, and it's true, the end result is honor to me. And honor to my God. I'll do it. He moved. And today, the end result brought what? Honor. Hallelujah. Lastly, First Kings chapter 7, four lepers are sitting at the gates of Samaria. Four lepers, they are sitting down. They are hungry. They have not prayed. In fact, they don't have the time to pray. They are lepers. Hungry, sitting down. Then, their intuitions begin. Remember at this time, a prophecy had gone ahead. That in 24 hours, God is going to bless the land. So there's already the plan of God. All that God is looking for is somebody will take an action that will correspond with his plan. Then their intuition begin to speak. In 1 Kings chapter 7. We don't have it. And there were four, no, the, the, the slide that I have. Just shoot that one for me. Oh, I didn't give a slide of it. Because I want to end. You don't have it? Yeah. They were there. Then, you know, one person said that, Ah, you know something? If you stay here, we die. Another, yeah. If you go to the city too, we die. They are mine. So what do we do? They said, hey. Go into the city to die. Let's go into the camp where there is food. If we die there, at least we die on a good course. They could have taken the decision to go back to the city. They are going back to the problem. Because the city rejects them. And when they go, they will reject them again. But when they go forward, nobody is rejecting them in the future. Nobody is rejecting them in their dream. Nobody is rejecting them in their vision. Nobody. So they rather take a step and the Bible said that he has a plans and the plans towards your future and it's the plans that will bring you to the expected future according to Jeremiah 29 verse 11. So when they took a plan that corresponds to the expected future God has to approve it. The intuition is working and I said that always follow the positive voice. The voice that gingers you towards a godly cause to save life. To be a blessing. To release a burden. And to become the best for all. Follow that voice. Hallelujah. Abraham did what? Follow that voice. He followed that voice. Today he is an example for us. It is my prayer this morning. That the Lord will use your intuition to lead you on the path of blessings. 
He will use your intuition to lead you on the paths of greatness so that you will be at the right place at the right time, taking the right decision, knowing what to do. From today, you will not say something say and something say. When your intuitions begin to work, the Spirit of God shall guide you. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your head. Say with me, thank you, Jesus, for this morning, for my intuition, as I start my life into your blessings. May you guide me with the intuitions I have. May you speak to me. May I follow that voice in Jesus' name. Amen.